0: you're listening to the Grace Lace Podcast. I'm your host, Ruth Jo Simons. Together with my co-host East Stipes, we're tackling the second principle in our series about how to embrace our limitations. If you're anything like me saying no, isn't always easy. I don't want to miss an opportunity. Don't want to disappoint other people and definitely don't want to miss out on so much fun that's out there. But saying no to things, even really good things, is an essential part of really learning to embrace our limitations. So get comfortable, grab a cup of coffee, and join us for today's conversation.
1: Okay, so we are calling today's episode, Say No with Confidence, because we know that FOMO is real,
0: (laughs) I don't ever feel confident when I say no. (laughs) In fact, I usually text you after I say no, and I'm like, should Should I not have, should we have (laughs) said yes? What if that's a really great opportunity? I don't want to make them sad or mad that I said no.
1: I know. That's how it goes. Every single I know. Pretty much. Yeah. Ironic
0: that we're calling it this because (laughs) we need to learn something here.
1: Yeah. So we're building off last week's conversation. Last week, we talked about knowing what you're called to. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I would say go back and start there because we're definitely going to be. Kind of taking it further with this conversation, but that's kind of the basis of things. So the idea is that when we know what we are called to do, it means that we can say no to things that don't fit and we can do it with confidence, like this does not fit. So I will say no. Um, Every yes means saying no to something. So, Ruth, you gave us an example even in the last episode, but can you think of another like, Example from your life, maybe your current season mm-hmm. <laughs> um, of oh, man. saying no to something.
0: Yeah, well, I am, when this airs, I will be nearing the end, right? Nearing the end of completing a book manuscript. Yeah. I am really called to writing, um, not writing books per se, like a specific type of book, but I'm really called to communicating the gospel and the grace of God in our everyday lives. I've did it through blogs. I did it through um, social media, and I'm doing it through different forms of books, whether it be devotionals or trade books or kids' books that are coming. Um, I really feel called to that, but they take so much time. (laughs) And Eve, you're in charge of my schedule, so you know this, but I can't believe how many hours I spend a day with my rear in a seat just writing and writing and writing. And so one of the things that we really, um, if you follow us on social media, Grace Laced or me, you may know that in anticipation of our 10-year anniversary for gracelaced.com, the business, um, I took our team to a strategic retreat, a celebratory retreat to Mexico in March. And it was such a special time of um, bringing a remote team together to bond to celebrate, to rest. But my team worked hard. It was not just a lounge (laughs) around and um, drink lemonade kind of situation. It was like a, we, we were strategically planning and building and conceptualizing and thinking. And honestly, one of the things that came about through all that planning and working together was that I had to say no to leading the team in this particular season of writing. Yeah. That was one of the hardest decisions I think I've ever made. I think we called it emergency mode because <laughs> um, the book I'm writing got started a little bit later than I wanted to for a various, various reasons, but I needed to really do that well. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard to kind of assess and recognize that I can't um, be on every team meeting Mm -hmm. and write my book at the same time and that I needed to let go and say, I have really capable team members in place to manage and lead and see all the projects to fruition. I can step out for the next eight weeks. Yeah. So before we left Mexico, the team and I decided that I was going to step out and not be a part of every staff meeting, not be a part of every decision And I would have to say no to being tapped every other minute for decisions. (laughs) That was really hard. I turned off notifications. I was not present in meetings. And I ultimately had to say no to, let's just be honest, I had to say no to being in control all the time, (laughs) right? That's what it boiled down to. It boiled down to me trusting my team and the ways in which I had to train them to take the lead. Mm-hmm. and say no to feeling like i could be confident because i was in control i had to be confident in the no yeah. of um stepping away so that was what and honestly in the same period of time um if you join us online you rec- you may have already seen as well that we launched also in celebration of the upcoming 10th anniversary We expanded what Grace Lace does and we created a membership site. We created an opportunity for us to build a community off of social media where we would gather around tools and tutorials and articles that were about seeing God's grace in our everyday life. And that's called the Grace Lace Collective. Um, If you haven't seen it, it is... um, also an app form. And so you can download an app and you can join the community for free, but you can also access all that content and gather um, in private spaces with me personally, where we can online have live conversations about how it is that we live this grace-filled life. It's basically my Closest version of group coaching that I can have right now, and so that was a huge endeavor. It was a really <laughs> yes big to, to say the least. And even in the as we are <laughs> even recording this podcast in this very moment, it's still a major undertaking. Mm-hmm. It's still something that has given us um, twists and turns we didn't expect. There have been issues and technical difficulties and um, disappointments along the way, out of our control friends, it has been a major thing. And so this big yes of creating an online community apart from social media where we could grow and build what we call Grace Lace Collective required that we say no to some other things that we love equally as much. Specifically, one of the things that had to be backburnered was the Grace Lace podcast. We knew that this required. We didn't want to just hop on here and just randomly talk about things. (laughs) Even I wanted to make sure that our hearts were prepared, our time was dedicated, and we just didn't have that capacity. We just could not do it. And so it's ironic because we're sitting here talking about a whole season of capacity and limitations, but friends, it was literally a topic born out of us saying, we really struggle with not being able to say yes to everything. Yeah. Saying no to the podcast when we were like, wow, we've had, you know, half a million downloads and we're doing really well. And it's so exciting and we're it's time
1: for a new season. (laughs) Yes,
0: and we're looking for sponsors and we're excited. Like in that, in the middle of that, to say, but we committed to something else a while ago that is requiring so much of us that we can't do both well. So we're gonna have to say no for a short amount of time. So that we can do what we've been called to really, really well. Oh, it's been hard.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's literally how we decided on the season finally. It was like, okay, I think we can breathe. What should we do the season about? And it was like, well, what are we living through right now? So, yeah. yeah,
0: Honest conversation we could have had. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's so, I mean, this plays out like saying a yes that means a no to something else plays out in so many ways in my life. Like, on a micro level and on a macro level, I think about, this is going to sound really silly maybe, but some of you maybe are in this current season in my 20s when I was like, okay, I am committed to being part of a local church. I'm single. I'm going to be there on a Sunday morning. Like, I want to engage with that community, those people. And so that yes and that priority meant that I had to not go out and stay out really late on, on a Saturday night because if I did- yeah. I would wake up and be like, eh, it's fine. Like, I'll just catch them. I'll catch up with those people next week. I'll do something different. But that yes meant a no the night before, right? Like I had Mm -hmm. to say no to staying out later than I knew was going to make Sunday morning possible. (laughs) So it's like there's little things like that that seem kind of silly, but they matter.
0: And, you know, I think what's hard is it would be easy to discern if our no's were always For things that were really bad for us. Right. Oh, of course you should say no to hanging out with really toxic people. Or you should, of course, say no to a habit that's going to like ruin your health. Uh And of course you should say no to something that is a time suck with no reward. It's (laughs) that we have to say no to really good things. Good things. Wonderful people that we want to hang out with or really wonderful opportunities or things that could actually be incredibly fruitful but just not the right time. Right. That's where FOMO comes in because it's actually really good things that we want to be a part of.
1: Yeah. And because the reality, I mean, the fear of missing out is real. Like it is a thing, like you are missing out on something. And that's, that's the reality. Like that's the part that feels so hard. Like I am missing out on that thing that seemed really fun and I'm choosing to not be fearful about it. Like that's how we have to think about it.
0: That's really good because I think the internet tries to tell us that we're actually not missing out on anything.
1: Right. But I think <laughs> you can really have cool. it all.
0: <laughs> but Eve Stipes is basically telling us, no, actually, in <laughs> popular opinion, you are actually missing out. Yeah. You are missing out. On
1: and it's okay.
0: And it's okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, it makes me think of, um, we, we actually touched on this last episode, but it's such a familiar story for all of us. but. That account of Mary and Martha, right? Mm. We refer to this, but I feel like since last episode and this one are two sides of the same coin, um, that that account is out of Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. I'm just going to read it for anyone who um, is not familiar with this story, but it says this, now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary Mm-hmm. which will not be taken away from her. It's convicting every time, right? It doesn't matter yeah. how many times you've read that passage or heard the story. Every single time I'm like, okay. Because here's <laughs> the thing. It's like what we just said. It's not that Martha was doing something terrible. It's not right. like, oh my goodness, Martha, you're so delusional. Of course, Mary, you know, chose the right thing. It's that Martha was doing a really good thing. Martha was, was serving. Preparing. Yeah, the serving. serving. She was making sure that everybody had a meal to eat. But what he was getting at was ultimately that to choose the best thing, hmm. you will have to know when to say yes and when to say no in the moment.
1: Yeah. I. So your friend, Lisa Turkhurst, has written a um, book called The Best Yes. And I this quote from it, I was like, oh, this really puts it well. She said, whenever you say yes to something, There is less of you for something else. So make sure your yes is worth the less.
0: Isn't she so good at words? She's so so
1: good at words. words. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That just felt so succinct. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. yeah, it is going to mean I can do less serving. For for Martha to stop and sit with Mary at Jesus' feet, she was doing less of something else. But the payoff was so worth it.
0: Okay. So let's put that in practical terms because, I mean- I don't I don't think that the point of the Mary and Martha story wasn't um it wasn't prescriptive in the sense that this is like the formula. Hey, whenever somebody's serving, you go and listen to sermon. Like turn on, turn <laughs> right. on the message from your church and don't go do the dishes. Exactly. It's not prescriptive like that. I mean, that should be nice, but it's <laughs> that's not what it is, right? If my kids were like but I read about Mary and Martha and I don't need to be doing the dishes or helping with dinner. <laughs> I need to go read my Bible. That's not the point. The point is recognizing at any given time, what your opportunity is to worship and have your heart towards Christ rather than the work of serving him. Yeah. She, he was pointing out, Jesus was pointing out that Martha was really distracted by many things and We don't know exactly what was going on in Martha's mind, but of course Jesus pointing that out, I'd say he's drawing attention to the fact that she was more consumed with the act of serving everybody and serving him and making sure that everything was done well rather than making sure that her heart was well before Mm. the Lord. I think the question for us then is, are we saying yes for the sake of being more aligned with Christ? And are we saying no to something also for the sake of being more worshipful and more aligned with Christ? Because like our friend Lisa said in that poignant quote, we can't do the very things that God's called us to do well if we're actually distracted by so many other things and not actually aligned with Jesus and what he's called us to.
1: Yeah. It's interesting to think about kind of the practical application here too. And, and building even on what we said in the last episode, kind of our one, we had these four steps of like stopping to figure out what you're called to and how you do that. And I feel like the application for saying no is literally to make a list of what you're saying no to. Like when you know Mm -hmm. what you are called to do, it might be really helpful to sit down and just tell yourself like, Because of this yes that I have said for my calling, for the season that I'm in, for what God has asked me to do, here are the things I'm going to say no to. And you can kind of like preemptively say no so that when they come up, you're not feeling the pressure of like, oh, you don't have to decide again. You like decide once in a chunk. Like these are all the things that I have to say no to. So as an example, we've even done this for you when it comes to your schedule, right? As we've talked about speaking schedule and things like that, we've said, okay, We're only going to do this many like travel times in a month period. So if it comes in after that, it's just a no, unless it's like really, really, really amazing. But you know what I mean? Like we've, we've tried to set up, here are the things we just can't do right now.
0: And interestingly, I don't know if I can sneak this in, but we talk at our house a lot about having margin for the things that come up, right? Because Mm -hmm. if you fill out your time and you say yes to everything, at least how it happens in our home, if I don't, if I book something every single night of the week, then I leave zero margin for one of my sons to need to really talk for a few hours or yeah. work out a crisis that he's going through or talk about some big decisions, right? Those are mm-hmm. things that take time. And I just got to tell you, this is, I feel very silly saying this out loud, but I was <laughs> like, I don't have margin to like get sick. I don't have margin to... um you know, have anything fall apart. And then I threw in there when I was traveling a lot. I was like, I don't even have margin to be kidnapped on one of my trips. You know, like (laughs) this was being really silly. But so now the boys like tease me and they're like, you literally don't have margin to get kidnapped. You'll have to really (laughs) tell the kidnapper. Sorry, I'm too busy. (laughs) I mean, I'm writing a book right now. You can like milk me for all my money later or something, but not this minute because I have work to do. I have no room. I've got to say no to getting kidnapped right now. Like, and so, but that's, that's kind of my life. And so one of the things that you're doing as my executive director of all the things that I do is that you're essentially saying, we got to create some margin for you to have a, like room to discern how God is leading you. And that mm-hmm. might mean that he, you have to have margin to like worship and rest and listen and have conversations, not to like fill everything in so much that there's no room to pivot. Right? Yeah. So-
1: yeah. We're going to talk about that in much further detail um, in a couple more episodes. But yeah, it's absolutely worth mentioning now. Like no's are really purposeful.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, and it's and it's hard. And so we're just acknowledging right now that if yes. you feel, if you're listening and you're feeling like, oh, I got to do some um, excavating in my own life, and then I've got to like get a little ruthless about cutting some things out and saying no to some things, we're with you. We're yep. literally doing this season because we feel mm-hmm. that same strain of like, we cannot say yes to everything. We must say no, and we got to yeah. be confident in doing so. Yeah. So Eve, what's, what's the gospel truth here and why does it matter?
1: Hmm. I feel like this almost comes back to things we've already mentioned, like just repeating, like we have to embrace the limitations we've been given, right? Like God has created us. Mm -hmm. We, we didn't make ourselves and we're not limitless like he is. And so when we say no to things, it's a good reminder for our souls that we're not in charge, but he's the one who's in control. He is limitless. Like you said earlier, we have an opportunity in our, our limits and our, our smaller capacity to point to the one who has limitless capacity, right? Like his abilities never end. Um, ours have boundaries like they just do. And so I think that gospel truth of remembering we are created, he is creator, we need him to save us, to help us, to do all the things We have to say no and we have to ask for his help Um, really matters for our day-to-day life.
0: And I think I'll just sneak in one more reason why it matters is that at least in my life, when I have a hard time saying no, it's usually because I've made a God out of pleasing other people. I am more interested in other people thinking highly of me being you know, happy with my decision. And so I've made a little G God out of other people's approval. So I struggle with saying no. So it matters because it's a worship issue. Mm -hmm. Saying yes and saying no rightly and being confident in our nos means that we have to be confident in our yeses. And that ultimately is an issue of worship and where we go for hope and our salvation and our sense of assurance and our confidence that we are where we need to be. So that's why it matters. At least in my life, I need to know, hey, I am not worshiping how much other people are pleased with my decisions.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Then our last question that we like to wrap up with in every episode is what is one small thing that we can do to apply the truth? from this episode, because it's not just the big decisions. It's the small things that add up over time, which we've literally just been talking about. So
0: I'm going to reply to all my emails with a no today.
1: (laughs) Yes. I'm just going to say no. It's It's just just a no no day. And no, and no. (laughs) Love you, but no.
0: (laughs) No. And I mean it with all my heart. Please listen to this episode.
1: Oh man. We'll just start linking this episode in our signature. I do think
0: that my one small thing is that I am, um, going to go to the Lord and, um, confess the ways in which I am afraid to say no. And I'm Mm -hmm. afraid to stand confidently in the assurance that he, the Lord gives me everything I need that I don't need to fill in all my apparent gaps with all my yeses that are going to make everything better. And so I think it starts with me just, um, one small thing, just seeking the Lord's, um, forgiveness in just confessing to him and saying I need you lord I need to stop being um so afraid to say no and trust that you are enough instead
1: yeah i think my one small thing is to put into practice what we suggested even like i i think i battle the decision fatigue of making like, Oh, is this a yes? Is this a no? Is it a yes? Is it a no? Wait, what about this? Or how about this thing? And so just writing down and getting really clear about what are the things that I'm just saying no to right now, even if it's just like three things, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick three things that I am saying no to right now because of the yeses that I want to say and just get really clear about them, have them concretely expressed, um, so that I can hold myself accountable, share them with my husband. He can hold me accountable. We can just say no with confidence.
0: Yep, that's good.
1: Well, friend, we're praying that our conversation today has been an encouragement to you and that if you're feeling a little bit convicted by it, like we are, (laughs) that you take some time to just take it to the Lord and process. We would be so honored if you would also take a minute to leave a review for us. Um, There's one recently from an Apple user named Amphifer I hope I'm saying that right that just really made our day it's such an answer to our prayers to hear what she said she said it really is like sitting down to coffee with a friend who knows just what to say to lift your heart and feed your spirit A great help to starting my day on the right path these type of reviews are so helpful in pointing new people to the Grace Slice podcast and just a joy for us to read and know that yes it really is like we're sitting down for coffee so thank you so much for that And we'll be back next week for another coffee date.